Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and as usual, everybody, I count it a blessing and a privilege to be here with you on episode number 65 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are back in the book of Nehemiah, and we are going to be in the middle of chapter 5. There are lots of things going on that I'd like to share with you, so let me give you a chance to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you, is coming to you with the great assembly. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so we are back once again with our Nehemiah series. So as a recap, we have chatted about overcoming people approval, the importance of gates, what to do when we are attacked on the wall, when we get tired of working on the wall, and then once we're refreshed, getting back to work on the wall. And last time we were together, we talked about the enemy within. So this is where we're going to pick up uh, in chapter five, right around verse number six. So let's go ahead and dig right in. So let's set up the scene. Nehemiah was informed that the nobles and the rulers were unfairly charging their brethren for food, which was obviously affecting the families, morale, and well-being of the workers. Moreover, this was a public sin and was caustic to the work of the Lord. Nehemiah was a leader who was able to discern and work through issues. So in his judgment, and I'm sure that he consulted with the Lord, he felt that it was apropos to get everyone together. So we pick up Nehemiah, Chapter 5, verse 6, and it says, And I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. And what you'll have to do is go to the previous podcast to get the essence of what was happening and why Nehemiah was upset. What I will say to you is is that part of the reason that Nehemiah was angry was because the Israelites were forbidden from charging usury or, in other words, interest on loans to one another. And you can see Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 19 for that reference. So in charging this excessive interest, and if someone had to pay back that loan interest, it really would put them further into debt. And in all honesty, it wasn't beneficial for either party. So imagine you don't have the money to pay the debt. The person is looking for the money. It just wasn't a good setup. So this law was in place for precisely that. And that law also served as a reminder to the Jewish people that helping those in need is something that should be done without expecting anything in return. In essence, both the law and the people were being broken. 
So verse number seven says, then I consulted with myself, and this is Nehemiah speaking, and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers, and I said unto them, you are exacting usury, every one of his brother. And I set a great assembly against them. So let's stop right here. We talked about confrontation the last time that we were together, and we also talked about it in our forgiveness series. And those links are up on the blencouragesyou.com site if you want to check that out. As a reminder, confrontation is biblical and definitely needs to be done in the way that God instructs us to do so, according to Matthew chapter 18. In this particular situation, Nehemiah had to address a group of leaders who were fleecing the people. So this had to be done in a public manner. A similar situation happened in the book of Joshua. So in Joshua chapter 7, you know, Joshua was losing this battle. And in talking to the Lord, the Lord let him know that there was an accursed thing in the midst and that Joshua would not be able to stand against his enemies, or in other words, get the victory, until this accursed thing was taken away. And again, that's Joshua chapter 7, and this is around verse number 13. So it turned out that there was some sin in the camp, as someone named Achan had stolen some spoils, okay, taken some garments and things from a battle, and I, A-I, and he really was not supposed to do that. That was not part of the instructions. So because of Achan's foolish decision, and because that was affecting everyone, Joshua sought him out and confronted him in front of everybody. And that's around verses 21 through 23. So confronting someone publicly is scriptural, again, if that's how God tells you to do it. You've got to follow the leading of the Lord. All right, so let's head back into Nehemiah, and we are in now verse number eight of chapter five. And I said unto them, and this is Nehemiah speaking, we, after our ability, have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will you even sell your brethren? Or shall they be sold unto us? Then the people, they held their peace and found nothing to answer. So Nehemiah reminded everyone in that assembly that their own folks and probably some of those same people that were committing this sin, that they had been sold to their enemies and finally bought back with their own ability or money. They finally got out of bondage. And here these people are doing the same things among one another. So the truth was so evident that the people could not even answer. They couldn't even, they couldn't respond. There was no retort. There was nothing that could be said. And this speaks very highly of Nehemiah's convincing argument because 
when we confront someone, we want to be sure that our facts are based in evidence versus emotion. So it wasn't what about what Nehemiah felt. It was about what was happening. Be sure that your facts are based in evidence versus emotion. Nehemiah in verse number nine goes on to say that is it not good what you're doing? You know, should you not be walking in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies? So in other words, Nehemiah is asking, you know, listen, (laughs) think about this, everybody. You know, were we not just released from Babylon, the enemy, and you're charging this interest You know, is that good? Really? You know, do you not have any fear of God and what he will do to you by breaking this law? You know, what type of examples are we to the enemies about the God that we serve? You know, if we're fighting amongst one another and we're charging each other this interest, you know, what example is that to those that are looking at us, the heathen? We can also turn this to ourselves and ask some of these same questions, but in a 21st century manner. So that meme that you posted or the status that you posted or perhaps someone else posted the status and you liked it on social media, did God get any glory out of that? Not on social media, you say? Was what you said or thought today, did God get any glory out of that? The way that perhaps we cut our eyes, whether someone saw us or not, sometimes we cut our eyes in our hearts. Or we politely, I think it's called nice, nasty, sort of spoken to someone. Was that a good example to the unsaved? Do we really want our enemies to quote unquote mock God? And what I mean by that is, is in the sense that, you know, if they see us indulging in the same behaviors that they're doing, what makes us any different? Why would they want to serve our one and true God? Also, do we care about how our actions will look to those who don't know Christ. And really, in the grand scheme of things, do we care about how Christ views our actions? So just something to think about. As Nehemiah was asking these questions to the assembly, we should ask these questions of ourselves. And you all know me well by now. When I say ourselves, it's myself included. All right, so let's now go to verse number 10 in Nehemiah chapter 5. So Nehemiah says, I likewise and my brethren and my servants, you know, we might ask for some money and corn. We might do that amongst ourselves. I pray you, he's like, I ask you, leave off this interest. Leave it off. So Nehemiah reminded the people of the law, Again, where they came from and why it was wrong to overcharge the people. And he says, you know what? If you want to charge, that's fine. You know, I'm charging as well. 
you know, they're in business. And you have to think about this, that because they were all one community, they did business with one another. So do the good business practice. That's fine. You know what? Just don't charge all this extra money. Do business the right way. So Nehemiah admonished the people to do that. And also in verse number 11, he said, you know what? Restore to everyone. Do it today. Restore them their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, their houses, and the hundredth part of the money, the corn, the wine, the oil, everything that you took, just give it back. Be merciful and give it back. Now, what's amazing about this is the response in verse 12. And then the people said, we will restore them and we will require nothing of them. So we will do as you have said, Nehemiah. And then Nehemiah says he called the priests and took an oath of them that they should do according to this promise. So I just want to stop right here because uh, it's just awesome how the folks just received the word. I'm getting ahead of myself. They, They didn't argue. They didn't fuss. They just received the word. So let me read a little bit more and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Bottom line in this particular scripture is that your word was your bond. And when you promised to do something, you did it. And there is a verse or a couple of verses in the book of Psalms, chapter number 15. And it starts off, uh, verse 15, I'm sorry, chapter 15, verse 1, starts off and it says, Lord, who shall abide in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? And then I drop down to verse 4 and it says, He that swears to his own hurt and does not change. And with this oath, and we're going to see how serious this was in just a moment, that you when you promise to do something, you did it. And you're going to see why in verse number 13. So Nehemiah says, and I shook my lap. I shook my lap and said, so God shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performs not this promise. Even thus he be shaken out and emptied. And all the congregation, they agreed. They said, amen, and praise the Lord. And the people did according to this promise. So a few things here. You can see why I got excited and and got ahead of myself a little bit. So let's talk about shaking the lap and what that meant. Um, That was the equivalent of us, if you will, if, if we were sitting perhaps and, and eating something and, you know, we've, we've got these garments on and we wanted to get the crumbs and stuff up off of us, we would sort of get up and shake our garments. So I wanted to just give you that visual because that's what Nehemiah did. Obviously, there wasn't any food involved, but you understand what I'm saying. He shook the outer parts of his garment. All right. And while we do it to get crumbs off or whatever the case may be, this was a lot more serious because it represented that if you fail to keep your word, just like the the crumbs that we shake off are scattered all over the place, they're, they're asunder and you don't see them anymore, that God would scatter you asunder. So, uh, yes, it was just better to keep your promise. 
So that's the first part of the verse number 13. And now the second part of it. Notice, and I mentioned this a little earlier, that the people readily received the word. They had a teachable spirit. Notice that no one argued or justified, you know, why they were charging this excess interest. The people realized that they were wrong. They were called on it. They agreed to the fact that they were wrong and also agreed to the terms and conditions of restoration. And, and BCU family, on top of that, rather than sulk, they praised God after the correction. Now, this is really an example that we should all learn to follow with the help of the Lord, especially when we know that the rebuke comes from a place of love. And even if it doesn't, we can still give God praise. This also speaks highly of Nehemiah's leadership qualities. Now, he had to rebuke the people, yes, but did it in a way that was effective and impactful. Obviously, he had a relationship with God, so he knew how to pray, to know what to say, when to say it, and how to express it so that God got the glory out of it. So bottom line here is whether you are doing the correcting or being corrected, whenever we go to God and ask him for and follow his directions, things always come out perfectly. Amen. Amen. So BCU family, the next time that we are together, we'll plan to finish up chapter five. And what's going to happen there is we're going to discover a bit more about Nehemiah's character and how we can apply those characteristics to our lives. In the meantime, we would love to dialogue with you. So if you would be so inclined, my friends, my family, please post your thoughts in the comment section below. We cannot wait to hear from you. Well, BCU family, we're going to get ready to wrap things up. As a reminder, if this is your first time here or if you've been listening for a little while and haven't subscribed, this is a good day to do just that. Go on and subscribe to BlendCouragesYou.com. It's free and it is a good place. It is a good place to get the encouragement, inspiration, and information that you need based on the word of God. Additionally, you can check out what we're doing on the daily. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we are now on YouTube, all under the moniker of Blend Courages You. You can also listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on iTunes. All right, BCU family. So I want to thank you so much for stopping by. We know that you have a choice when it comes to listening to podcasts, reading blog posts, getting your encouragement. You can do that anywhere. And you chose to come by here. And we do not take that lightly. We thank God for each and every one of you. So this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. May God bless you. May he keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you stay on.
the wall. We'll see you next time.